Good evening, and welcome to another edition of Money America. My name is Laval Smith. And I'm Thomas Fox. And we're with uh, Cambridge Credit Council. And, uh, Money America is produced each and every sun, uh, Sunday uh, in conjunction with American International College. And today our guest is Steve Rode. Steve uh, went bankrupt in 1991 after the economy un- un- unraveled and his real estate company failed. After uh, living through tough money trouble, Steve founded a nonprofit organization in 1994 to help people find a path through their financial troubles and solutions of debt pro- and, uh, for debt problems. At that time, the group was called Debt Counselors of America, which later became Ivesta. In early 2004, Steve stepped down as president of Ivesta for a year to spend time really enjoying life uh, and his family. He, he remained the chairman of the board and returned a year later as president and served in the capacity until the organization was closed. During his time at MyVesta, Steve maintained a question and answer advice column and ran about 50 newspapers and authored three books during that time. He also made television and radio appearances as a consumer debt expert. He has been on Fox, CNN, ABC, NBC, MSNBC, and local stations. Since his time at MyVesta, Steve has started a global social enterprise, the MyVesta Foundation, to help people in order in other parts of the world that have financial troubles. He runs a successful getoutofdebt.org site, which continues his mission in helping those in financial distress. Well, uh, Steve, you're actually uh, our very first return guest, and we're very happy to have you back on. Wow! Thank you. Um, yeah, you know, uh, you know, we uh, we were talking a little bit about our uh, the show this week, and you know, we we actually had the president of the Better Business Bureau on last week, which is talking about how to identify financial scams. And although we don't want to do back to back shows on on debt settlement, it almost begged for it to happen because the Federal Trade Commission handed down some new rules, and uh, I was very happy to hear that you were present actually at the White House when they unveiled these. That was a, a very. Uh, it was a great event to be, not only was I asked to go to the White House, but I, I managed to get a press pass to the White House, so I got to go all behind the scenes and uh, take photos and interview people and stuff. It was a great experience for that. Well, tell us about it. No, it's a, you know, I'm, I'm now 50 years old, and I, I got to tell you that I felt like a first grader. You know, their first day at school, you don't even know where to go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Everything I initially touched, the Secret Service was like, don't touch that. <laughs> don't stand there. Don't look there. <laughs> wow. But um, it was great. I, I got to go to the conference, and uh, there I was, six feet from Vice President Biden, taking pictures and, like I said, interviewing people and stuff. Uh, it was a tremendous event, but it's uh, only the first little step of all the stuff that's soon to come as a result of the new Federal Trade Commission telemarketing sales rules that cover debt settlement. You, you know, and, and you know, we've talked about debt settlement in the past on the show with, with the, you know, various guests, but I mean, just to, just to recap for people, I mean, a lot of people are calling these debt settlement services, and very few of them appear to be getting any type of meaningful service whatsoever. Uh, you know, when this FTC report came out, you know, I was kind of shocked to learn there was close to what nine million people that, that reached out to debt met, uh, debt settlement services last year, uh, just to call, uh, just to you know to, to get some sort of service. So it's a huge industry. But it not only is it a huge industry, but the most damaging part of it is that the Federal Trade Commission in their report labeled it as an industry that needs regulation because of its abusive and deceptive practices. Yes, I think that word appeared in the PDF seven hundred times. 
<laughs> for, for our listeners, we're talking about those companies that you hear on the television radio that promises to uh, basically settle your debt for pennies on a dollar and pay only 50% of what you owe, that type of thing. And that's what we're talking about, debt settlement, just for some educational information. You know, I just interviewed a uh, president of a, a, a different credit counseling group this morning for my site, and he was saying that a lot of people that are calling them have become confused that credit counseling and debt settlement is somehow related or the same, and it's not. It, we're talking about two very distinct things. Credit counseling, like Cambridge Credit Counseling, helps people by putting together a payment plan that their creditors accept. Debt settlement, on the other hand, advertises that you can settle your debt for pennies on the dollar, uh, and it won't affect your credit, it'll improve your credit, you won't get sued, uh, and all those things, which happen to all be lies. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, which, which unfortunately happen to all be incorrect. That's, that, that, that's the scary part about it. And, uh, you know, just on our, uh, you know, with Cambridge, we have a lot of people that call us after they've already went through a debt settlement service, and it's very harrowing to hear what they've gone through and what's happened to their credit and it's very uh you know so we're actually we're very excited for these rules to go in place not because that it means that you know that an industry is going to be regulated but more so because you know people will then have more protections for dealing with these very serious financial issues that they have yeah you know i don't think that there's any uh mystery behind the fact that what all the good guys want you know guys like you and me all we want is consumers to be told the truth and treated fairly and when you have an industry which is predicated on taking money from consumers, I mean, for example, uh, through my site, getoutofdebt.org, I hear from insiders all the time. And I've heard from insiders of more than one debt settlement company who tell me that the mission is not to provide good service. It's to sign people up, collect the first initial payment, provide really bad customer service, and hope they drop out because then they can keep the money. I mean, this is... This is not about helping. Now, there's a big issue that uh, there have been some good guys that have done debt settlement. And there are a few good guys that are in the debt settlement business now. Can you, cut, they, them, can you cut them on your hands, Steve? Yeah, I can. <laughs> <laughs> but the problem, just like uh, you know, credit counseling went through a wave of regulation and the good guys got painted with a broad brush, is that... The few good guys in debt settlement are going to be impacted by these new rules. Now, uh, what's happening is that this fight is not over by any stretch of the imagination. The Federal Trade Commission has released these new telemarketing sales rules, and uh, it's my understanding today that the American Bar Association and the debt settlement trade groups, USOBA and TASC, are all uh, planning their legal fights to stop this rule. Now, I, I read through the document, the 229-page report, and, and as I read it, it looks as though the FTC did a really good job in meticulously uh, basically tearing apart any potential argument that the debt settlement companies made. Um, you know, there, there were a couple of the things that, the, the, uh, that they had said in there, or some of the agencies that submitted comments you know, made certain uh, you know made certain uh, statements, and really, it's like every time they made a statement, it looked like the FCC took two pages really to say, "Well, that was incorrect." <laughs> and uh, <laughs> do you do you? I mean, I'm not a, I'm not an attorney. I, I know no, none of us here are, but 
what what are your thoughts on? Do you think they have the the, the American Bar? Obviously, a very powerful organization. Do you think that these three groups have a, have a, you know have have a shot at, at, at getting this thing uh, put the brakes on this thing? Well, as far as the trade associations go, the Association of Settlement Companies and United States Organizations of Bankruptcy Alternatives, um, I they seem to be more self-serving than anything else. You know, they they need to keep putting up a, a really good and aggressive front. Otherwise, their members aren't going to keep paying them fees. Yeah, and um, they both come out with just ridiculously silly press releases following this. In fact, Usoba came out with a release saying that the new rules are a tragedy for consumers, and uh, you know we're we're going to fight it. And it just it doesn't make any sense. They're just labeling themselves as being anti-consumer. Um, I does the ABA have a leg to stand on? Well, the American Bar Association, even in the creation of the Debt Settlement Consumer Protection Act, which is still sitting in Congress, uh, was concerned about the overregulation of attorneys. However, if you read the entire, that 229-page document we've talked about, it seems like the Federal Trade Commission uh, did a very uh, good job of trying to carve out what was a deceptive practice mm. and needed protection and what wasn't. Now, indeed, you know, we're talking about some of these these rules. Let's talk a little bit about them. What, uh, you know, among them, Steve, what, what are the ones that jump out of you as they're going to be the most helpful for people? Well, I think besides, uh, we'll talk about the advanced fee ban in a minute, but besides that, I think the requirement for debt settlement companies to offer up factual data and factual claims when selling their services. For example, you know, they, they will no longer be able to sell... Uh, say that they provide a service that settles your debt for 40 cents on the dollar because they'll actually have to tell you the truth which is you know how many clients they've enrolled how many have actually settled debt what the percentage was spread out all over the, those clients and the numbers that they will be able to say publicly once this rule goes into effect will be a whole lot different than frankly the fictitious numbers that they're offering now so let me get now, if ABC debt settlement and, and XYZ debt settlement both have advertisements, those advertisements could be different because each of them could have potentially different mixes of clients that have settled different levels of debt. Is that, is that correct? So those numbers be different? Yeah, that, those numbers should be uh, accurate representations of their actual experience based on real data. Now, isn't that a shocker? <laughs> it is, and, and you know, it is kind of a shocker because I know in the past, you know, we've chatted too, trying to get specific data from the debt settlement industries was, was you know, was like pulling teeth. Well, even the Federal Trade Commission noted in their report that uh, the, the debt settlement trade associations and industry was not willing to be forthcoming. And when you talk about not willing to share data, even that trade group I was talking about, USOBA, um, isn't even willing to say who their members are. <laughs> we represent so, people, but we're not going to tell you who they are. That's right. That's right. So, right. Um, it's hard for the industry to be taken seriously when they're not willing to provide data. And one of the other things was, I mentioned that press release that USOPA sent out, and in it they tried to slam the Federal Trade Commission by saying hundreds of consumers had submitted comments supporting debt settlement. And the Federal Trade Commission, in their big document, um, made note of that, saying that, yeah. yes, 236 consumers did send in notice, but they were asked to by their debt settlement companies, and we really 
don't play it, you know, don't put any weight in them. So everything the trade associations say at this point um, it just has no credibility, and there's no regulator that's willing to listen. Steve, one of the comments, one of the, the, the claims that they made is that, well, we have lawyers representing you. And uh, I know I've talked to a number of uh, clients who've called uh, Cambridge Credit Counseling who uh, wake up one morning and the sheriff's knocking at the door <laughs> with, a, with a summons. And they call the debt settlement companies and they say, well, we didn't mean that they were going to go to court with you. You know, uh, no, you're so, right. so many people have been cons- just basically just taken to, you know, just taking advantage of um, what do you, what do you, what do you think the what do you think the industry is going from here? What's what's going to happen? Well, right now everybody's running to what they call the attorney model, where they have some attorney that's the the face or front end of the company. Um, there have been a number of them that I've reviewed on my website, and the thing that a lot of attorneys, I think that they're being wooed by the money, mm-hmm. and they don't understand that we've already have a track record of attorneys who have been disbarred and jailed because of their fraudulent, deceptive debt settlement activities. Mm-hmm. So uh, the thought that just because you're an attorney that somehow you're exempt from fraud, deception, and abuse is ridiculous. And now what we're, what we're going to have are companies that are going to get some attorney to rent out their license and front their company they're going to continue the same practices of charging people up front, although the Federal Trade Commission says that's abusive. And lo and behold, we're going to have unhappy consumers who are not only going to go after the debt settlement company, but they're going to go after the guy's law license by filing complaints with the Bar Association. Do you see any you know, class action suits coming up as you relate to this? Um, let's see. There have not. I have not seen any class action suits um, about this. The interesting, most interesting class action suit that I've seen recently was actually employees of a debt settlement company suing the debt settlement company (laughs) (laughs) for failing to pay wages. (laughs) Wow. You know, it it is, you know, know, and again, we we should stress, there are legitimate debt settlement services, and and, and there, there are, unfortunately, uh, more uh, deceptive agencies out there than legitimate ones, and you know it's a shame when everybody gets mixed in it, it all together. But I mean, it, it is a profound statement to say that you know obviously the government saw this to be a big enough issue. I mean, and, and set aside, I mean, people after I mean, people may, may remember. I mean, some of the advertisements that they had made, you know, they had they they pranced out you know President Obama and, and it made him look like he was almost a quasi spokesperson for the industry in their advertisements. Yeah, they, they were very, they were very aggressive in their advertising efforts, and you know, I, I, I think uh, perhaps now they may have rethought that strategy. Well, you know, especially when President Obama was so behind financial reform and the creation of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau to regulate the very industry, they didn't think that that was going to piss off the administration. I mean. Come on! Yeah, and but, let's be honest. They took out, you know, they, they brought out the vice president to, 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 you know, to 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 launch this thing. I mean, they they the FTC really wanted people to to grasp. Listen, this is going to happen, or, or we're going to try and make this happen, and and we and it needs to. Well, let's talk for a second, if we can, about what a good debt settlement company looks like. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, the a good debt settlement company, and there are uh, 
a handful of them, is a company that will charge you based on the performance, meaning that uh, if they settle a debt for you, your fee will be somehow related to the amount of savings that you experience. And these savings savings charges range anywhere from about 10% to 33% that I've seen amongst the different companies. The big difference is that the company is not charging you in advance before they provide the service. You're actually paying for a benefit that you get. Now, the best consumer for debt settlement, I, I, I do need to say that in my history, I have actually helped some consumers to settle debts. But the way that you do that successfully is that you don't do it for everybody. You do it for the people who are ready to settle. And those people that are ready to settle are those that have the cash on hand to make an offer now to their creditor. Not people that need to save it for five years, and the way they save that is by not paying their creditors. That's just going to get you sued. That's right. No, indeed. And, and you know, uh, like you're saying with that, there, and we see it in our in our service, too. There are those times when our counselors work with individuals, and they say, well, Mr. Jones, you have this amount of debt, but you have a fair amount of money on hand. You still have a very good savings. Your, your retirement's all in place. You know, you might want to consider a debt settlement uh, to, to get out from underneath this because you're a good client for it. Unfortunately, this mass advertising uh, that we've seen on television basically says we're going to help everybody. And, and let's be honest. If we, if we all had thousands upon thousands of dollars in our savings accounts, we probably wouldn't be reaching out to a debt settlement service. No, and the way that they help everyone otherwise known as the way they help themselves, is <laughs> is the usually the first three months of payments that someone makes into a debt settlement program go specifically towards fees. Now, fees mean marketing costs. Um, they don't go towards anything other than paying for the ads and paying for the affiliates and paying for the salespeople and all that. Then usually for the remainder of the first half of the program, only half of your money goes into a savings account to be saved up to used, be used to settle your debt. So essentially the first half of your program, you're spending a lot of time and money thinking that you're saving money to settle debt. And in fact, the only thing you're doing is paying fees to the settlement company. And that's where consumers are getting duped. And, you know, the, the scary part, too, is, and I think you, you mentioned a little bit earlier, is that these debt settlement services say, hey, listen, you know, you don't have to call your creditors. Actually, we prefer that you don't. Uh, you know, you deal directly with us, and if your creditors stop getting payment and they don't hear anything from you, they really have little little action but to, but to try and, you know, collect that funds any way that they can. Well, the two things that you don't want to do is stop communicating with your creditors and send them a cease and desist letter. Now, that is... That cease and desist letter thing is probably the most ridiculous thing that I see debt settlement companies do. A cease and desist letter can be sent to a third-party collector um, to stop them from talking to you. But if you're an original creditor, it doesn't apply to them. And the only thing the cease and desist letter does in both situations is it says, please sue me. (laughs) (laughs) Really? So... Yeah, so there's no reason for settlement companies to send that out. The second thing is the settlement companies are saying, um, we will make the collection call stop. They can't. The collector can continue to contact you. They are a third party that has no legal authority to make the call stop. The other thing that I've heard, too, is I've made lots of undercover calls and covered a lot of these companies on my site. One of the most ridiculous statements that I've heard in an undercover call was a 
debt settlement sales representative that told me we we actually want the creditors to call you as much as possible in the first three months because if we can document those calls, then the insurance policy the creditor has will pay off your entire account, and they will be more likely to settle with you. First uh, off, lie, lie, lie. <laughs> wow. But, I mean, it's not even like it's the half-truth. It's a no-truth. And so when consumers are told, sign up with us, we'll make calls stop, that's a lie. When they're told, sign up with us, and we'll prevent you from getting sued, that's a lie. When they're told, if you do get sued, it's nothing to worry about, that's a lie. You know, so as people listen right now, again, you know, Steve brought up earlier, there are differences between credit counseling and, and debt settlement. And if you're having any issues with your debt, the first place you want to call is a nonprofit credit counseling agency. There are many agencies out there that, that are nationwide or even regional. Cambridge Credit Counseling is one of those agencies. You can always visit uh, the NFCC as a foundation or, or an organization where you can find nonprofit agencies. The AICCCA is another nonprofit uh, uh, entity where, or another uh, group that where you can find nonprofit uh, debt management agencies that can help you. And listen, the debt management agencies aren't really going to be rolling out to, to just try to get you into a program. They're really going to try and f- identify something that's going to work for your situation. Yeah, also, if you look on your uh, credit card bill, uh, it's mandated now that they have to put a number there if you're having trouble with your credit cards. And it's, it's an 800 number. It's right on your credit card statement, and it tells you to give that, give that number a call. And that, and uh, basically the agency will then uh, direct you to a nonprofit organization. If you'd like to hear more information, though, about Cambridge Credit Counseling, you can call 888-661-7907. Hey, Steve, you know what I wanted to deal with um, the advanced there's some certain parts of this and i just want to take a take a part a bit the advanced uh, fee ban dedicated accounts and fees and savings disclosure and prohibited misrepresentation that type of information what are we talking about advanced fee bans and dedicated accounts for fees and savings as it relates to the federal trade commission's ruling well under the new telemarketing sales rules a debt settlement company is prohibited from collecting any money from you in advance of actually receiving a written agreement that you accept between you and your creditor and you paying the settlement or at least paying the first payment towards the settlement. So this means that um, you don't actually have to pay until the service is rendered. The debt settlement industry says that's horrible, that's you know anti-competitive, but yet, you know what, that's how most business in America works. I don't know anybody who pays their realtor before their house is sold. And yeah. This is the way. This is the way you provide a service. I provide a payment. It's the way it works. So the advance fee ban. I don't understand how anybody could be against it, except of course the debt settlement industry. Um, when it comes to disclosures, all we're really talking about is telling the truth, like the amount of time necessary to get out of debt to settle your debt, the amount of savings needed before a settlement can take place. You know what your real numbers are. Um, so it's not like anything that's really, you know, onerous. It should be stuff the consumer is entitled to know. And I think this all comes down to disclosures and, and changes comes down to what is reasonable and fair for both the consumer and the debt settlement company. Debt settlement companies are saying this advanced fee ban is going to put us out of business because we won't get paid for five years while people 
you know, save the money and we collect our fee. The reality is, guys, if you have to have a client on the books for five years before they can settle that, you're enrolling the wrong client. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't rocket science. <laughs> you know, Steve, something I can see why, I mean, honestly, from, from our end of the table, I can see why the debt settlement industry does not like that advanced fee ban because, honestly, let, let's be honest, they've not made a good name for themselves with the creditor community at all. Uh, oh, no. Some of the creditors I've, I've, I've chatted with and even just, you know, reading some other and watching the, the Claire McCaskill, uh, you know, a couple of months ago when, when they had one of the representatives in there from, was it Isobo? I, I don't know if you saw that one. Yeah, it was, yes. Uh, yeah. First of all, you know, honestly, I don't like the, the industry, but I, I felt bad for that poor guy because they just beat him up all day. <laughs> but, uh, you know, creditors are not don't really want to work with these folks. And that's where the, that's where I can see them having this difficulty because there's been several creditors that just came dead outright and said, listen, we don't want to deal with debt settlement at all. So almost trying to get that agreement between the client and the creditor, it, it seems like trying to, you know, to, to prance around a unicorn. Well, uh, first off, let me be clear. I have never pranced around a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, for the industry, it's, it seems almost impossible in a sense. No, I know. Um, I, the... The industry just has not done itself any favors. Chase Bank, as an example, uh, has sued two debt settlement law firms, Allegro Law in Alabama and Hess Kennedy in Florida, and sued them for abusive practices because they were just getting uh, papered with all of these, like, cease and desist letters um, and just garbage correspondence that really said nothing. And Chase said that, uh, you know, they're standing in the way of our relationship with our customer, and they had every right to say that. Yeah. And eventually those two law firms, both both of the attorneys in each of those law firms got disbarred, and both of the law firms were taken over by a receiver. Wow. It, it, it is kind of scary. I mean, you know, so they, they've got to work on this. And, and the, like you said, too, or, uh, earlier, about having the right client, the creditor is really not going to say, listen, uh, you, you owe us $5,000, give us, us $2,000 to settle. Okay, great. I need that money tomorrow. They're not looking for you to say, well, I'll give you that $2,000 in six months from now. No, or I'm going to give it to you in $50 a month payment. Yeah, so you have to have whatever the settlement amount in your in your possession. So, And obviously with the state where we are in the country right now, you know, the savings rate is, you know, it went up a little bit, but, you know, it's, it's starting to ebb down, you know, go down again. We're still around 3% savings rate. We don't, we don't have, many of us, the thousands of dollars that are necessary just to, to work through this kind of process. Well, I mean, let me be very clear about this. When you take out a credit card, you sign an agreement that says you're going to pay it back at whatever the rate is, and you agree to these terms. And in that agreement, it's the credit card companies are really very, very good about telling you what's going to happen if you default on your debt. Your rates are going to go up. You're going to end up in collections. We reserve the right to sue you. It's all there. So when you call the debt settlement company and they say, we can settle your debt magically for 40 cents on the dollar, but all you have to do is stop paying your creditors so that you fall behind and then give us the money instead. The only thing that's going to happen is you're going to be in collections, your credit's going to be trashed, you're going to get sued. You know, basically Uh, they're telling you, you, we can help you as long as you're willing to break your contract. Exactly. And uh, a court recently in that uh, Alabama law firm case I was talking about, who the the Alabama lawyer subsequently went bankrupt, um, the bankruptcy judge noted in that case that instructing consumers to pay the debt settlement company instead of paying their creditors um, is it's a real problem because 
the, the debt settlement company is benefiting themselves at the detriment of the consumer. There are just so many different ways that you could go after a debt settlement company for being abusive and deceptive. I don't care if it's an attorney or a non-attorney, it's wrong. Hey, hey Steve? Yeah. Let's talk about that dedicated accountant fee saving situation. Now, in, in the new provision, um, how does that work? Well, right now, um, again, that attorney, I keep using this Allegro Law example in mm-hmm. Alabama, but that attorney there did not use a third party escrow account where money from consumers went to a company like Global Client Solutions or Noteworld. These are two popular uh, escrow accounts. Instead, that attorney kept all of the money in a personal account that he managed, and then when he went bankrupt, he counted that as part of his estate, and so all those consumers lost all their money. Fantastic. So, uh, yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> but uh, these third these third party accounts, Global Client Solutions and NoteWorld, uh, what they do is they work in conjunction with the debt settlement company, and the consumer makes their deposit in the NoteWorld, for example, and then the debt settlement company will reach into that account and take out the money for their fees, whatever the consumer has authorized. Mm -hmm. What's interesting, though, is that both of these entities um, have FDIC-insured banks that are behind them, Rocky Mountain National Bank and Keystone Bank. And the FDIC has already notified these banks that they need to be extremely careful who they have relationships with because relationships with debt settlement companies create an undue liability and risk for the bank. Now, which is interesting because if you cut off where people can put money, you cut off debt settlement. Mm -hmm. Now, the other thing is that in the past, uh, well, even right now today, before the rule kicks in, these debt settlement companies are charging like $45 or $50 a month saying that this is a monthly charge uh, that it costs you to have an escrow account. In fact, the charge for the escrow account is about $12 a month. Wow. So they're marking up these charges to make additional profit. And that's why in the new Federal Trade Commission rules, when it talks about having a separate dedicated account, it also talks that the companies cannot mark up the charges. Now, but this, is got to, this account's got to be in the consumer's control, though. It is in the consumer's control, but right now... Uh, debt settlement companies are using that as saying, hey, the consumer has full control over it, but uh, the consumer has also signed the agreement with the company saying that the company can reach into that account and take out their fees as necessary. What will happen moving forward is the company will not be able to do that. But the, but the consumer could, but, you know, this also adds to the type of client that they want to go after in the future because, you know, we see, listen, and, and, you know, we help a lot of people, and, and unfortunately some of the people we help, they transmissions break. You know, uh, mm-hmm. emergencies happen, and we have to, you know, uh, unfortunately to try to, you know, we have clients call us and say, well, I can't make a payment this month. What can we do? And we have to work with them to try and find out how we can satisfy their creditors mm-hmm. and so on and, and just right. to keep them stabilized. I mean, if the client has control of these debt settlement accounts, theoretically, if they have a, a, their car breaks down or something, they can reach right in that account. Yes. So that's another reason I can see why the debt settlement companies would be very nervous about that. Well, again, it comes back to enrolling the right client. You know, it, it, there's, I don't see any reason in the world why a debt settlement company can't say to somebody, when you have the funds on hand, come back to us and we will settle, settle your debt and we'll charge you a fee for the amount of savings that we actually get for you. Yep. 
okay, great. You're providing a, a fee for service and you're providing a professional service. If you're enrolling somebody and you're saying to them, uh, well, you will need to save your money for the next three or four or five years, there is no reasonable expectation that a consumer or client or customer or whatever you want to call them is going to be able to do that. Life happens. If you're already living on the edge and barely able to make your minimum payment, there's no way you can save at the same time. So That's right. <laughs> it's the wrong client. Well, Steve, I know I've talked to at least two different clients who the debt settlement company supposedly went out of business and basically took the people's money and just ran with it. Oh, yeah, and you'll see see a lot more of those uh, because what's happened is that the debt settlement companies up to this point have operated no differently than a giant Ponzi scheme. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know those are pretty strong words, but the reality is that money, uh, for the client that enrolled a month ago and paid fees, those fees were not escrowed to be used when the client actually received services. Those fees were spent on marketing and operational costs and overhead. So all the past clients that have paid any fees into these companies, most of that money is already gone. Hmm. So when the advanced fees kick in, the companies will not be in a position to carry on and they'll fold. And the irony is these debt settlement companies are not going to try to settle their debts. They're gonna go bankrupt. And it is, and from you know, even from their internal reports, you know, it looked they're, they're saying that eighty percent of the industry could could evaporate. And even the FCC said, well, you know, there's really nothing to substantiate that. But I mean, it stands to reason a fair amount of them could get knocked out of the game. Yeah, I mean, it was all about essentially it was running the giant ATM, where they were cranking consumers through by making fraudulent promises, collecting big fees, and living high on the hog. Uh, the, and the people that have been involved in this industry, and not everybody, but the stories that I hear from insiders are unbelievable. The, you know, the Lamborghinis that are being driven to work, the, um, the amount of, <laughs> in fact, in a couple of big cases, the amount of uh, drugs that are being delivered to work. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> the, the number of uh, felons and former convicts that are, uh, running these companies or serve in management positions. It, it's an industry that is just ripe with fraud. I don't have much sympathy for them at all, only because uh, we get a, we, we have the opportunity of talking to people who have been burnt by those companies. And they yeah. really have destroyed uh, a number of people's lives. Hey, this is another edition of Money America. We're produced uh, by American International College and Cambridge Credit uh, counseling at 91.9 FM in Western Massachusetts. And today our guest is Mr. Steve Rode. And Steve is with the MyVesta Foundation. Steve, how do people find out more about you and how do they get in touch with you? Well, the best way, to re- best way to reach me is just visit the website getoutofdebt.org. And uh, basically what I do is I spend half my time doing investigative reports in the debt relief world and half my time answering questions from consumers for free about how to deal with their debt situation. Okay, and we're talking about debt settlement today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Steve, give us some of the, the inside information about debt settlement companies, and what's, what, what's that world really about? I know you mentioned we got some fellas running the game, and what's, what's, the, what's, the, what's, the, what's the lowdown on the debt settlement industry? Well, the amount of commissions that these salespeople are paid. When you call a debt settlement company, you're not talking to a financial advisor. You're talking to a commissioned salesperson. And court records show that um, 
it is not uncommon for these salespeople to be paid 100% commission, and they're motivated to close the sale. They're not trying to provide you financial advice. And these sales commissions can range all the way up to about 75% of the fees that are collected. Wow. So um, one example I saw yesterday, the company said, uh, when we collect $5,000 in fees from consumers, your commission for that is $3,500. Wow. So, yeah, so what ends up happening is that um, that consumers are told anything to close the deal. Now, many of these salespeople have no financial experience or background at all, and uh, many of them came from the subprime mortgage area where they were pushing all these bad loans before, and now they're just pushing some new product. And when this industry gets regulated and, and shut down, they'll be pushing some other product moving forward. So uh, these are boiler room operations that are operating off scripts that have dubious information. And uh, if you are considering going with a debt settlement company, I would advise anybody to call Cambridge Credit Counseling and talk to them, talk to a bankruptcy attorney. And then if you've talked to the debt settlement company, Take all the information that you hear and then make an informed, educated decision. Absolutely. The more you know, it's, it's really going to help you out. And especially, you know, when you call Cambridge or other, you know, nonprofit uh, credit counseling agencies, you want to strive to make sure that the individual you're working with is certified through some sort of national program. Uh, you also want to make sure that they, you know, the background's there. Also, you can check the Better Business Bureau for uh, each organization that you're considering working with to see what their rating is. It's going to give you a lot of information. And even beyond that, you can go to uh, websites like getoutofdebt.org, and you can always ask Steve, hey, Steve, listen, I'm, look, I'm looking to work with ABC Company. What do you think? I mean, I've seen a couple of those posts on your on your site. Oh, yeah. I, I love to review companies when people ask me. They're, they're thinking about going with them because uh, it usually within 10 minutes, you can spot some pretty glaring errors just looking at their website. And then when I make undercover calls, Forget about it. It's it's just <laughs> the lies that you hear. It's unbelievable. I actually made a call to a debt settlement company one day, just just to, just to see what kind of stuff they talk. And this guy basically promised me the moon. You know, yeah. he promised. Well, don't worry about it. How much debt you have? He basically you can hear him salivating over the microphone, over the <laughs> over the phone, because <laughs> you felt he had a good duck on the line. You know what I'm saying? Because I was really being really naive about the whole process. Um, well, you know, it's a good example. This other credit company group I was to this morning, they said that right uh, only about nine percent of the people that contact are appropriate for a debt management plan. And it's interesting because it seems that 100% of the people that call debt settlement companies are appropriate for debt settlement. This, you listen to them. This program is going to work out perfect for you, Mrs. Jones. Well, I understand their success rate is about 2%. Is, oh, have you well, heard those numbers? Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it may even be less than 2%. The industry has done nothing to help support what their, their success rate is. In all the reporting that I've done on the interest industry, I would say that actually less than 1% of people uh, actually are, have settled all of their debt through a debt settlement company, mm -hmm. and that's probably a generous wow. number. That's that, uh, Yeah, I mean, um, in studies that have been done by some of the attorney generals in some of their lawsuits, there are fact, statements made like only 10% of consumers that are enrolled get any debt settled. The, the numbers are just 
ridiculously low because the process doesn't work. Okay. What was Colorado? One of, I, I remember so, uh, seeing an interesting one outlined yeah. in the uh, in the FTC report. It said like eight of eight residents were served, even though thousands upon thousands of you know the guy got some assistance, even though thousands upon thousands of residents actually joined these organizations. Yeah, and what was funny about that statement is that um, out of the the fifty eight consumers, I think that's the example. Out of 58 consumers that received some benefit from debt settlement, 50 of them did it themselves. <laughs> Great. You can give so us $10,000, and we'll, 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 you can help yourself. Yeah, I mean, when we're talking wow. about the actual facts that have been found, the Illinois Attorney General said that in a statistical review they have done, uh, they only found that debt settlement companies helped less than 10% of consumers resolve any debt. Um, and... Uh, the Attorney General of Illinois said also that they have learned that 65% of people who initially enrolled in a debt settlement company dropped out before any communication with creditors. Oh, is that the one that talked about, uh, wasn't that where they started talking about uh, someone they received, of those people, they received $58.1 million in savings, but it cost, uh, they were charged fees in excess of $56 million yeah. to do it. <laughs> <laughs> It was a wash. And again, that's not talking about any late fees that would have happened, uh, any kind of, uh, if there's any tax benefits that someone received. Uh, you know, so the, the, you're talking basically, you're, it was a complete wash and, and, and maybe you even lost a little more money on top of that outside of what it did to your credit profile. Well, it's interesting when the debt settlement industry talks about savings that uh, they often talk about how much money they're going to save you on your total debt. But what they seem to not say is that the amount of debt that you initially enroll into their program is going to go up. And it's going to go up from the initial amount because of fees, additional interest, and penalties that you're going to be charged. So you enroll a debt and it's $10,000. By the time you save up enough money to settle it and pay it off, it's now thirteen or $14,000. That's a really good point, yeah. You know, so they save you 40% of $14,000. That's not 40% of the 10 that you started with. Yeah, they've actually, in that scenario, you force yourself into $4,000 more of indebtedness. Right. Because of, you know, the, 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 the bad advice or, or, or the lack of any kind of meaningful advice. Uh, that exactly. is, uh, you know, so well, a, not just that, Steve. The math doesn't add up either. What happens, like I talked to some people. And they owe $80,000. Well, the debt settlement company sets them up with a payment. What happens is people call and play the payment game. We set up oh, yeah. a program where the payment is $800. Oh, my goodness. That settlement company calls them over. It's $800. Well, I'll tell you what we can do. We'll do it for 450 Okay? Right. So if you do the math, even if you do 450 times 12 for five years, it's still not half of how much money you owe. So they have no intentions for you even to finish the program at all anyway. Yeah, that's just basically combating the, the – the, they, they know uh, – well, essentially, credit counseling agencies, when they're trying to make a debt management plan for somebody, they, you know, they have certain criteria they have to follow. The debt settlement industry has no criteria except for really what they want to make. Right. So they can undercut any time you get a payment from a, a debt management plan that, that's looking to assist you. Uh, potentially, the, 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 the debt settlement agency goes, well, you know, they're going to charge you – $500 a month, but I'm only going to charge you 250 Right. And they're like, oh, wow, well, that, that's going to work out great. And the consumer the doesn't know the difference between debt settlement and debt management. No, and the question really should be from the debt settlement company, how much will you pay me for not paying your creditors? <laughs> right. Yeah. 
I mean, actually, it was I was laughing. I was on your site one day, and you had that uh, that uh, mock uh, interview, uh, that mock call into a debt settlement company. I think it was termed like, "What if debt settlement told the truth or something?" Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was very. It, it was just along those lines. Hey, listen, you know, just uh, how much are you going to pay us for not paying your debt? And and it's scary. I mean, you you know, obviously, these people are that are that are going to these agencies are in a sense they're similar to the people that are coming to credit counseling. They got in trouble. Uh, you know, a lot of the times it's outside of their it's outside of their realm of control as to why they got in trouble in the first place. So here you are, you're teetering on the edge. You're very nervous about your future. You may be worried about, you know, how your family's going to survive, how you can stay in your home, and all these other issues. And you go to go get some help, and next thing you know, you get taken again. It's very demoralizing in the end to the to the public. Well, it is, and the problem is that. It's one of these things that it sounds too good to be true, and it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, if somebody calls the credit counseling group, uh, their monthly minimum, and they're current on their bills, but they're just about to fall behind. I mean, their monthly minimum payment's going to be somewhere around the minimum they're paying now, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So they call it that settlement company, and they're told, your payment is cut in half, there's no interest, there are no charges, there's no collection, there's no consequence, your credit will be better. It sounds like a magical solution, and people are drawn to it because, God forbid, why would a law firm lie to me? Right, yeah. Um, well, why would they lie to you? Profit. <laughs> Profit. <laughs> well, you know, that goes back to, you know, we had some debates with individuals about the housing crisis, and people say, well, why would the bank, why would the bank tell me I can afford something that, that, that I couldn't, or why would the mortgage broker, and, you know, yeah. You've got to do your homework. Uh, you know, obviously, I know everybody's life is busy, and I know we have a lot of things going on. We have families and children. We have to. But when you're looking at something, especially in relation to your finances, it's it's very important to take that step back. Do all the research that you can. Visit places like the Better Business Bureau. Go to uh, if you're looking at maybe debt management, debt settlement, bankruptcy. Go to getoutofdebt.org. Um, Talk to your friends and family members. See what other people have done. Get some advice. Even stopping at your local bank and ask, ask some, you know, to try to talk to somebody. Get someone who's in that field to give you some direction. Um, because obviously, we've seen this whole industry pop up and unfortunately, you know, hurt a lot of people. Yeah, it's not going to be the end of it either. There are always, there's always some sort of debt scam, and there always will be. But there's no magical solution. And sometimes, in the avoidance of doing something that's really difficult, like bankruptcy, uh, people drift towards all sorts of ridiculous things. I mean, some of the other ridiculous things uh, that are going on right now is this whole thing about uh, pay us thousands of dollars and assign your debt to us, and you don't have to pay it anymore. No, that's, uh, you're basically, they're they're assuming your debt? Yeah, well, they can't. (laughs) It's just a lie. Or, um, Another one of my favorites is that the government has no authority to go after you. Um, this whole uniform commercial code straw man argument where it's just like, you know, the government has no authority to charge you taxes and all this other stuff. Uh, you get sued. That. You get sued. <laughs> yeah. The, the government, l- listen, you know, what do they say, death and taxes? Those are yeah. the two absolutes in this life. And it is true. If the, I, uh, if the IRS would like to... Uh, to get, to uh, have you pay your taxes, they will they will motivate you to do so. Yeah. So when it comes to getting out of debt, if you have at least fifty percent of the value of your debt on hand, 
then debt settlement might be a, a reasonable thing for you to consider. And even take if a you, step, Steve, you, you, so one thing I, I think I forgot to mention earlier, too, is you don't need, if you have 50% of that money, you don't even need to call a debt settlement company. You could try to call your creditor first. Yeah, and, and you know, and work and see if there's something you can work with them. That, that, that's is that right? Yeah, I mean, there's no magic formula to debt settlement. Here's how it works: you fall behind on your debt, you wind up in collections, they threaten to sue you, and then all of a sudden, surprise! I got half the money, and you offer that to your creditors, and some will take it, and some won't. Yeah, so I mean, you, you don't, you know, we're talking about debt settlement, you know, but but again, it's it's something that that you don't need to do, and even if you sense, if you can call your creditors and even work out interest rate agreements or whatever you can do, you could try to reach out to your creditors first and 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 work with them to see if there's if there's something they can do to help you. Um, overall, though, I mean, when you get into some of these situations, especially, you know, we've seen what what's gotten really complex over the last couple of years is the housing situation. Nine times out of ten, it's it's, it's better to talk to a certified ha- HUD housing counseling agency oh, yeah. because of the complexity of all these different uh, loan modification programs and this and that. But you know, you you want to keep in you know, I think Steve, you said earlier, you want to keep in communication with your creditors whenever something's going on. It's better to call them sooner than later. People get nervous; they go, oh, "I don't want to let them know I'm in trouble." You need to let them know you're in trouble. You do because they, you yeah, never know what they can do to help. Well, the funny thing about that is, uh, I, for years. I've heard people say, I don't want to call my creditors because I'm behind. Guess what? They already know you're behind. Yeah. <laughs> you're not going to get somebody going to the phone. Oh, Mrs. Jones, I just found out you're behind. I mean, you yeah, know, Oh, my God. Shocker. Yeah, yeah, they, they know. And, and what's, what's really and, – and, you know, honestly, people you – know, whatever you can say about the banks, this and that. But, you know, they, they do have customer service representatives there. They are trained on how to try and work with you. But almost – all the time because again this comes down comes down to accounting and I'm not going to bore everybody with a lecture in accounting but they have to cycle these things off the off their books if if, if they're not performing so yeah. I mean you need you know it, it's it works out in your best interest to call your creditor as soon as something happens not when you're you know going down the road to 30 60 90 days it gets much more difficult for them to try and work with you because your risk has changed a lot you haven't really communicated with me you're already behind I don't know where you stand, and, and, and again, it's just easier to, to work out something sooner than later. And most creditors now are actually referring people to uh, trade organizations for uh, nonprofit debt management programs. You know, so I mean, they're they're yeah. definitely trying to help people in bad situations. Uh, today, we're talking with Steve Rhodes, and Steve is with GetOutOfDebt.org, and boy, we're talking about the party's over. For debt settlement. Well, well, we think it might oh, be over. We think we it's over. Put it in the October the lights, are, the lights are blinking. Yeah. It, <laughs> we'll, we'll just see what happens. Steve, and, and, and uh, what's the future? Tell, tell, give, give us a, your guru perspective on uh, <laughs> the future of debt settlement companies and this the whole industry in particular. Well, I think that um, some debt settlement companies will go out of business in the next few months. I think that most of them are going to run to this attorney model. Uh, the trade associations are going to sue the government, saying that the Federal Trade Commission rules um, are unfair in some way. And there are going to be a bunch of lawsuits going back and forth. And then the, uh, a number of attorney generals, uh, attorneys general, are going to be suing these debt settlement companies because they've already been labeled to be deceptive and abusive. So as far as my life goes, I am going to be so busy writing about this stuff. <laughs> and it's going to make... You know, on one hand, it's going to make very interesting content. On the other hand, um, I expect the uh, lies and the marketing are going to really ramp up before 
uh, October 27th because the settlement companies are going to want to cram as many people as possible into programs. So it'll be both sad and interesting. No, indeed, and you know we're we're uh, you know and, and what's interesting too is then just point this out to people: the new rules apply. It, it's to the telemarketing aspect of it. Any anything that's generated off television, that uh, a lead generated off television, where someone is prompted to call the internet. The, the internet's still wide open, though, right, Steve? Well, it's interesting. I, I had a call from uh, actually it was a comment on the site uh, from a guy who said he runs a debt settlement company. And all they have is an internet website, and they don't do anything by phone. Okay, that actually technically does get around the telemarketing sales rules, I think. But who's going to sign up with a program like that? <laughs> you know, if you can't if you can't talk to your debt settlement company or your debt relief provider, and they don't want to tell you their address or their phone number, run away. <laughs> oh, gee, absolutely. Because you you have to you have to get bit by that pitch that they give you. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, listen. You know, we're we're coming to a close of the show, Stephen. Again, you know, really want to thank you very much for coming on and, and sharing about your you know your experiences at the White House and, and and getting into this, especially with dealing with this whole what's going on in the debt settlement world. We hope uh, that uh, you know those uh, those good companies out there are recognized for being good debt settlement companies. The, the, the handful that there are that, that they're able to, to do what they need to do if they're going to help people, and we hope that the people. You know, find other alternatives. If it's if it's going bankrupt, or if it's talking to a credit counseling agency, or or working out whatever you can, we hope that you take that. You know that that uh, this is going to help uh, you you get back on a stabilized position. And Steve, yeah. we want to thank you, and to our listeners out there, I want you to go to getoutofdebt.org. That's getoutofdebt.org, and check Steve rolled out. And Steve, thanks for being. Uh, uh, Thanks for coming to Western Massachusetts today. (laughs) My pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye. Hey, this has been another edition of Money America. My name is LaVal Smith. And I'm Thomas Fox. Have a good evening.